Hey there, Kilroy. Good to see you. Hey, Sihan. Hi there, Mr. Wagme. Hey there, HS. All right, all right. How is everybody doing today? Welcome to NFTs for Good. We are a weekly Twitter spaces that's all about highlighting the builders and founders in the DeFi, Web3, crypto, and NFT space. We do this at least once every week, and you can check out the schedule on our website, www.ustudios.io backslash NFTs dash for dash good. So we know there are tons of stories that always come out that talk about the not so great aspects of DeFi, Web3, cryptos, and NFTs. But over here, we believe if we keep talking about the positive aspects and about how these people behind these projects are trying to make the world a better place by building utility with web three technology, we can truly elevate this conversation. So with this show and subsequent shows that we do, we'll be highlighting the people and founders that include a social good component and what they're building. And we hope two things can happen from this conversation. One, we hope you get to connect with another founder and hear their courageous journey of going from idea to building in public. And number two, be inspired by their stories and know that there are some really great people out here building the new internet. You can check out our upcoming shows and sign up for updates at www.bluestudios.io backslash NFTs dash for dash good. Quick disclaimer that all opinions of guests or hosts may not reflect the views of Blue Studios or its hosts. This Twitter space is for informational purposes only. Also, none of the opinions of the show by the host or panelists can be considered investment advice. Please do your own research, be safe, and make sure you talk to any security and investment advisors for more information on how NFTs and crypto fit into your collectible and ownership portfolio. As you can see, the show is being recorded, so we can have it on our website and other places to promote future shows. Again, we also have our past episodes live on all the major podcasting platforms, so make sure to check them out on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So a little bit about me really quickly. I'm Kelly, founder of Blue Studios. I'm a third-generation entrepreneur on both sides of my family, and that's why I also believe in families working together. So we built a community around education, family, and Web3, and we really believe in redefining what families can do together. And our mission is to pioneer how families invest, plan, and earn together with technology that's accessible to everyone. And a big part of what we do is coming up with an innovative approach to educating and inspiring families to learn together, but also to onboard more families in a safe way to Web3. Super happy to be here today. Um, again, the, the reason why it is so important for us to do this show is, again, to highlight the stories and the people behind the DeFi and Web3 movement. Web3 is fast-paced, it's 24-7, and we've had to work faster and harder than ever before, but it's always nice to slow things down and dig deep with amazing guests like Christopher here today. And with that, obviously, we're going to dig deep into a conversation with Christopher, but would love for you to uh, quickly introduce yourself before we dig in. Check, check, one, two. Am I coming through clear? Yes, you are. Perfect. First and foremost, thank you so much for the opportunity. 
it's an honor to be on stage with you, a prolific builder in this space. So it's truly, truly an honor. Peace to your community. Um, my name is Christopher Perceptions. I'm the co-founder and CEO of No Code Clarity. And what we are doing is we're building frameworks for blockchain development through plugins, templates, and smart contract development without users needing to know how to code. So that's that's one of the companies that I'm over. Uh, my other company, which is a solely stacks company, it's called Perceptform. And we're building within four verticals, finance, education, art, and real estate. We have some really cool partners all over the world dealing with real estate tokenization and all of these different things that I'm sure we're, we're going to get into in our time. But just happy to be here. Yes, me too. Me too. So let's go ahead and just dig right in. Um, so let's hear about your origin story. So how did you get started in Web3? What inspired, inspired you to go from, hey, this is a cool, interesting space. I'm fascinated by it to I'm dedicating myself 24-7 to making this happen. Origin stories. That could be like a hero origin story or a villain origin origin story. So that's that's kind of funny. Um, hopefully this is a hero one. Um, but my, my journey really started in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, born and raised there. For anyone who's aware, it's not just beer and cheese and cows. Um, it's very much uh, different. Um, so it's known as the most segregated city in the United States. And they're trying really hard to try and change that narrative. But um, in my time, I can only speak on my experience. In my time, uh, I grew up in an area where there were gunshots going off constantly, police sirens. There were occasional reports of uh, dead bodies found in garbage cans. Like I grew up in this, this area that was highly volatile. Um, I grew up with my mother, my aunt, and my late grandmother. And um, my dad, he was in and out of my life. And my mother's a Christian evangelist. My dad was a drug dealer. So I saw both worlds up close in a real way. So on any given Sunday, I could be shaking hands with self-made millionaires, clergymen, politicians. And then I would go see my dad in the evening. And then I would see crack cocaine. And I would see murderers, prostitutes, thieves, um, guns with scratched off serial numbers, which can mean that that gun may have a body on it or someone has been murdered using that gun. So I, I grew up in a very crazy paradox where I was literally being pulled um, between good and evil my entire life. And I've seen some of my peers fall by the wayside in and out of jail, some of which weren't here anymore. Um, and I knew that I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to be a statistic. I didn't want to get shot. Um, I also didn't think I would live to see 16. Uh, I currently turning uh, 33 as of this year, thank the Lord, but it was it was crazy. Um, so I found that technology was not only kind of a way for me to escape, but also a way to scale. So I, I began studying and, and reading. I stopped watching TV because I'm like, my environment is is wild and I can't escape forever. I need to like kind of come to grips with reality and figure out what it is that I was here planted on this earth to do. So I started really diving into books um, and I discovered that I had a love and a passion for art, for economics and for technology. I started trying to teach myself HTML and CSS. I read the dictionary, all these like different things, trying to better myself um, against the grain of my environment. Um, and Honestly, the art piece really took off for me. So 
Um, I've done spoken word on national stages, ESPN3, award shows, the National Christian Foundation. They uh, asked for me to, to perform. So I began gaining traction in one of my three focus areas. Um, also, being a, a fine art photographer at one point, um, exhibiting in museums and galleries and, and whatnot. But around 2014, 2015, I learned about this weird magic internet money thing called Bitcoin. And this love for technology just like shocked me again. Um, it shocked me back to life because I discovered two things with Bitcoin. One, um, there's an opportunity for a fair system. And two, in order for mass adoption to happen, this has to be frictionless. Um, and at the point in time when I entered in, it wasn't frictionless. Like you had to go from one exchange and have this wallet with this wallet to do this thing and then transfer and then hope to God you had the right wallet address and you weren't a character off. Like it was very, very friction filled. Um, so I decided to, instead of focusing on the problem, focus on the solution. So that was really the birth of my, my first company. And we began doing educational curriculums and we're able to teach thousands of people in the midst of the pandemic. Um, and then there was this opportunity with no code technology that I really wanted to explore um, with cryptocurrency, but there wasn't really infrastructure built for some of the things that I wanted to do. So myself and my co-founder, Sergio Gangora, we started exploring opportunities and here we are with, uh, with no code clarity. That's kind of a little bit of my journey, long story short. Wow. That's probably one of the most, um, like in-depth uh, journeys that we've ever heard on this space. Um, so thank you for sharing that story. That's absolutely amazing how far you've come from that and just how you've, um, you know, really pushed yourself to, you know, be more than, you know, what your your circumstances were. And I think it's, I think you're definitely a, a real inspiration for all of us. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you. Um, mm -hmm. I think it, it's one of those things where we could either, change the world or we can succumb to the world that's around us. And I've never been one to really complain. Um, because of my environment, I understand the the preciousness of, of time. Like we can always get more money, but we can never get more time. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely wanted to make sure that no matter what it is that I did, um, it benefited others beyond my lifetime because humans live anywhere from 60 to 100 ish years in a grand scheme of things that's not a lot of time so that's why the the permanence of something like a blockchain is so huge um and i think that it's something that needs to be scaled and the ui ux aspect of, of making it friendly for consumers so that they're utilizing products and services and there's blockchain just running in the background like they don't necessarily care about it like it's cool and sexy now but when it's mainstream, there's not really going to be a matter of like what blockchain it is. It's does this work and does it serve my purpose? Um, but in the background, there's permanence taking place. So at the end of it all, like I, I'm in it for the legacy I'm in it for the long haul. Um, and I just had to get past my environment. So thanks be to God I was able to. No, amazing. Um, so let's talk about um, one of the things that you're building, which is no code clarity, um, which is built on stacks. And so for folks who might not know, um, could you tell the audience a little bit about stacks and its programming language clarity and kind of like what makes clarity different from languages like solidity, 
for those who don't know, Solidity is used to build Ethereum smart contracts. So I'd love to get a little bit more background on what on what the chain you're building on. Oh, I get to purple pill. I love that. So um, <laughs> honestly, um, I, I think Stacks is, is like the second coming of Bitcoin, not in a competitive manner, but in a complementary manner. Um, so what Stacks is, is it allows for smart contracts to be built and interact with native Bitcoin. So what that ultimately means is Bitcoin, the first cryptocurrency blockchain that is globally used and, and whatnot, this is something that is just a store value nine times out of 10, pretty much. Um, obviously, there were people who were trying to earn yields and the Celsiuses and BlockFi's and all of that. I'm still kind of maybe touchy since it's kind of soon. But ultimately, uh, most people, they buy Bitcoin and they store it um, in expectation that it's going to rise and hit a million dollars within this decade and whatnot. So people are dollar cost averaging and they're just storing Bitcoin. But what Stacks does is it allows for Bitcoin to be productive in the sense of what people are doing with Ethereum and Solana. They're building applications, also known as dApps, decentralized applications, and they are able to leverage this blockchain not only as a, a utility from the standpoint of their token, they can have usage of it, they can buy, they can sell, they can trade it, they can store value to a point. But they also can build applications on it that can be utilized. Stacks allows for Bitcoin to do the same thing. And it is, in my opinion, just an amazing invention of a blockchain. It's truly, truly amazing. So the smart contract language is a language called Clarity. Um, and actually, in comparison to Solidity, it's a really, really good name because most people present Clarity like this. Would you ever sign a contract that you can't read? Most of you all, hopefully all of you all would say, no, I'm not signing something that I can't read. Well, anytime you interact with a decentralized application with Ethereum, unless you are a Solidity developer and you kind of know how to read, you're signing something that you don't know what it truly is. And now with Clarity by way of Stacks, you have the ability to look at a smart contract that's running a decentralized application or connected to one, and you're able to read it in plain English. It's truly, truly amazing. So what we're doing is we're kind of taking it a step further. We see the opportunity for Stacks to kind of go beyond where people are perceiving it now. Um, and we want to be a, a layer that allows for people to build on it. There are a lot of people that are dreaming at their nine to fives. They may have some interaction with Web3 in general, and they want to take something a step further, but they either don't have the money or time to commit to a, a six-month boot camp to learn how to code, and then they'll have to learn front end, a, a back end, and then a smart contract language. Um, or people just are looking at this from the standpoint of this is kind of technical and I'm not necessarily technical. I just got an idea. If I had a little time to mess around, I could potentially build something. So that's where we're leveraging no-code technology and being a bridge point for people who are interested, who may learn how to code later, or they may have some technical chops now, but don't necessarily have the time commitment to take it a step further. And I'll briefly pause by saying, what is no-code? 
No code is ultimately visual programming. So if you can drag and drop something, that's ultimately the process in which you're able to code. It doesn't mean that code isn't happening in the background or under certain frameworks, but the user, they only see drag and drop tools. Another way to describe it is it's object-oriented programming. So you take one object, you put it here, it activates something in the background, and you're able to build at scale. And there are opportunities where people are seeing this technology happen already. People have probably heard of Wix, Squarespace. Those are no-code website builders. There are automation tools like Zapier that can trigger really complex things in the background of applications, or even Airtable. That's a database no-code thing. But there's not really anything that is user-friendly, that's visual programming, concerning smart contract languages. And that's where we really decided to say, you know what, we're going to start where it all began. NFT started on Bitcoin. So let's try and bring this back home. Let's bring no code to stacks and ultimately to Bitcoin. Awesome. You explain that very, very well, very, very clearly, <laughs> probably better than most folks who, um, you know, who are technical. Sometimes folks who are technical don't always explain things so well. Um, so I wanted to kind of expand on, you know, kind of your last statement around, um, you know, how we have um, no code solutions um, through Wix, Squarespace, um, Zapier. I love Zapier as well. Um, Airtable, et cetera. Um, but why, let's go a little bit deeper. Like, why is building a no code solution so important for the Stacks ecosystem or just possibly for the broader blockchain or Web3 ecosystem? Great question. So if any of you all were to go to Higher Vibes, if you were to just Google that or use DuckDuckGo, Brave Search, whatever, and just type in Higher Vibes, you're going to see a site that has a lot of Web3 crypto-based jobs. There's a talent squeeze and there's a huge demand on talent regarding people who need to be developers or people who need to run certain positions in venture-backed Web3 companies. And it seems like they can't churn out enough talent. Um, so there's a lot of efforts to try and create talent. So I think with no code, especially, there's an opportunity to fill talent gaps and also create new aspects of the industry itself. So if someone is saying, oh, well, it's going to take me anywhere from three to six months to develop and spin up this MVP, and you can say, hey, with no code, I can spin it up in a month, that's going to give a person a competitive advantage across the board. And that's what ultimately we're trying to do. Um, and I'll, I'll go a little deeper here as well. Ultimately, the vision for No Code Clarity is to try and help people create livelihoods, but also to save lives as well. There are people in Mexico, if they're in certain neighborhoods, it may be easier to join a cartel than it is to join a, a crypto boot camp and learn a smart contract language. So maybe that person is teetering between these two worlds and they succumb and then they go to jail. When they're in jail, they're like, ah, oh, man, I really should have done something different. When I get out of jail, I'm going to change my life. The moment they step out of that jail, there is a cartel member with a wad of money and a BMW 
saying, here are the keys, here's some money to get you settled, let's get back to it. From a person that comes from poverty, that's kind of a, a hard thing to say no to. But if there's an easy way for people to get skin in the game, where they're able to build applications, leveraging templates, leveraging plugins, that creates an opportunity for them to be competitively available in the talent pool that's so desperately needed in Web3, but it also was able to save a life. So that's kind of the, the, the user journey that I'm ultimately passionate about. I want to see this save lives. I want to see people leave nine to fives and say, hey, I'm fully in Web3 and how I got started was through no-code tooling. And now I went through a clarity cohort. I, I know how to write clarity. This isn't kind of a, a placebo to say, hey, you don't ever need to learn how to code. Less than 1% of the world, statistically speaking, knows how to program. So there's a huge demand for anyone who's interested in developing something. You should either hire someone that is really, really good at coding, or you should leverage no code, create a financial basis, and then you should slowly at your own pace teach yourself how to code. So no code clarity is really trying to serve as a bridge to create talent opportunities, but also allow for entrepreneurs to spin up MVPs quicker because anytime an, an investor is involved, and I'm sure Kelly, you can kind of speak on this as well, they're looking for this golden word, traction. How do you have traction within your application? Why should I invest 100,000, 250,000 in your application if you don't have traction? Well, I don't know how to code. Well, you got to figure it out, buttercup. Sorry. That's that's a crazy narrative for someone who has a dream and a passion, but they just, they have this barrier with no code. We hope to close that barrier so that people can across all walks of life can leverage this tool and, and be competitively available. No, it's, it makes complete sense. Um, and I think that's what also, you know, like you said, no code tools and being able to connect different APIs just allowed for a lot more innovation to happen in web two. And I, and I think there are very few folks who are really working on those same solutions to make it easier for people to build that MVP um, in the blockchain space as well. So thank you for working on that. Um, so we'd love to give the audience a couple of examples of some of the no-code plugins that you built thus far. Um, so I've seen a couple examples on YouTube, um, like the Sign In with Stacks plugin and a no-code no Stacks wallet template. So I'd love to hear more about some of the plugins so the audience can get an idea of what those tools would look like. Absolutely. So um, I, we're going to get into some big alpha. You kind of stumbled into it a little bit with the plugin. Um, so one of the things that I have to just stop and say is we're supported by the Stacks Foundation. Um, really, really good people. If you're interested at all in building or learning about why Bitcoin, why Stacks, why are people building applications secured by Bitcoin through Stacks, I highly encourage you to check out the Stacks Foundation. And they're supporting developers. They're supporting ideas, people who are trying to build. And they supported us through a grant of $100,000. So all of the things that we're building are available for free. And some of those things are the Stacks plugin. And this ultimately will allow for people to authenticate connections, create Stacks wallets on chain. Um, so a person can build an application where there might not be any sort of Web3 knowledge. They can use our plugin and they can create a sign-in function 
that would then trigger the creation of a wallet without them ever having to know how to do all of that. There's going to be prompts that can be created. And we have some tutorials out now um, showing people how to do that. But logging in with your wallet, smart contract functions. And we have another one. And this is kind of big alpha part one. We have another one coming by the end of the summer. And it's going to be for NFTs. So for people who are interested in creating NFT mint pages, we are partnering with Haylayer. Shout out to Haylayer. We're partnering with them so that we can create no code templates so that you don't have to start from scratch. You can have some UI, UX, and you can also have this plugin that is natively going to connect to Haylayer and the Stacks blockchain so that as people interact with and purchase your NFTs, you don't have to worry about the complicated stuff on the back end. All you have to do is design, make it look pretty, and make your NFTs as dope as possible. Amazing. Very great. Very great. So would love to understand, you know, how do you decide on what's on your roadmap for these new plugins? Oh, man, we are getting deep. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you like the questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all good. I, I think um, for Sergio and myself, we're looking at gaps because there are a lot of no-code platforms out now. So um, the one that we're starting on by creating this uh, this infrastructure of, of no-code, if you will, is um, with Bubble. So Bubble, they have over... 2 million active users, you know, people have built um, very, very successful businesses and venture back applications, leveraging no code. Um, so we're starting there and we wanted to look at it from the standpoint of platform first. So there's Bubble, there's Webflow, there's a few others that are on our roadmap because we want to get stacks in front of as many people as possible. And then we also want to leverage opportunities that are highly sought after. So many people are interested in creating NFTs, but we had to teach people through one of our courses that we have um, called Simply NFT, what that process is. What is an NFT? Why do you need marketplaces? What's the cryptocurrency piece that's involved in all of this? And that's part of the reason why with Haylayer, we love them because they allow for people to purchase NFTs without any sort of cryptocurrency. They can use a credit or debit card, which is awesome. Um, but we had to walk people through that. And we discovered that there was an education gap, not only within the no-code community as they're learning about Web3, but also the Web3 community, because many people, to your point, are very technical. And the technical people, they don't always know how to make things plain. And that's why with no code, some people are scratching their heads. It's like, wait, are you trying to take my job? Are you? No, no, no. We're not trying to take your job. We're trying to make things easier. Oh, well, you can do this, 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 and no JS and blah, blah, blah. It makes sense for them. But it was really a teachable moment for, for us as we're trying to bridge and bring about mass adoption. Mass adoption starts with education and making things as simple as possible. So with those two pieces, that's how we come out with certain outputs for our roadmap. So an NFT plugin for people who are interested in NFTs, a Stacks wallet template for people who are interested in creating applications that involve cryptocurrency transactions or deposits or, or uh, sendings. So that's where the aspect of, of those components. But there are other things as well that we have on our roadmap that 
we're, we're slowly building out because we see that there's going to be a need for them. But across the board, we're looking at NFTs, we're looking at wallets, and we're looking at opportunities for potential social tokens. Um, so that's something that may be coming down the pipeline a little later, um, like in 2023, potentially, um, along with the aspect of creating our own no-code platform where people can kind of drag and drop certain phrases that would allow for smart contracts to be deployed on-chain. That's amazing. That's so cool. Um, So I always like to ask kind of that hindsight 2020 question. Um, What are some of the things you wish you knew before you got started in this? That's a great question. you are really good at this. My goodness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I have a secret. Um, my mom is actually a former journalist. So <laughs> Boom. there it is. Questions all the time. <laughs> I mean, I, good Lord. I would not want to make her mad. She would ask all the good questions. Um, okay. Back to, back to your, your question. Ultimately for me, I wish that, oof, I wish that I would have known that I didn't have to chase VC money to launch something because for entrepreneurs, you're either building or you're raising. That's it. Like there's no middle ground. And more times than not, entrepreneurs are taught, well, you have to, you know, build while you're raising. And then when you're done raising, you have to get ready to raise again. Like that cycle is very tiring. And that's why entrepreneurs have burnout. Um, My wife can tell you about the times when I've had to go to the hospital because my body literally was trying to shut down. Um, and I've learned to take rest. And that's another thing. I, I wish that I would have learned the the art and the beauty of a Sabbath, of taking one day and not doing any sort of work. Because um, that, that hustle mentality, that grind mentality is very, very heavy and prevalent. Um, but ultimately, it's not productive because we're our best when we have rest. And we're our best as entrepreneurs when we're able to build and really communicate with customers, communicate with users, and find their pain points and make their life easier through our products and services. So if there are ways where we can leverage non-dilutive funding, or even as we're building, if we're building something proper, the investors may come and seek us out, and then the proper partnership can build. And it's not as stressful. Um as stressful is the key phrase because building a business is is going to have some element of stress. But you know what Kelly and I are doing? We're we're building our dream. Ultimately, there are people who wish that they could be in the position to to build a business in Web three right now, and maybe they're working towards it. But for us, like we'll we'll take the stress. That's fine. But I want to mitigate as much as possible. And those would be the two things that I, I really wish that I would have learned um, earlier in my entrepreneurial journey. No, it's definitely a challenge, um, you know, and I think as a founder, sometimes you get like mixed messages where you see it at funding announcements and things like that. And um, so it can be like a, a very difficult uh, tightrope to walk. Um, it's like, do you build, do you chase? And like you said, it's very hard to do both at the same time. Yeah, it's a trip. Like I think um, we have to remember to run our own race. The race isn't given to the swift or the battle to the strong. Like Everyone has their own race that they need to run. And there are certain things that if we try to sidestep and, and imitate others, oh, they race? Well, I'm going to go race. They 
did a pitch, I'm going to do a bitch, a pitch like that. That's the part that doesn't, it doesn't correlate. Like you have to be yourself because at that point, that's the, the strength that the world needs. They need you. They don't need a carbon copy of another person. They need you. Um, and you can only be you through certain trials, certain things that you have to learn in process. Um, we've become so accustomed, I think, in this social media driven world for instant results. And certain things just don't come instantly. Um, one of my OGs, she told me that you can't plant a tree the day you're hungry. Like you got to think ahead. You know what I mean? And it's it's very like anecdotal and, and, and silly, but it's also very real because some people, they get hungry and then they plant a tree and they're like, okay, where's my apple? It's like, nah, you got you to gotta wait. There's seed time and harvest. So um, that all screams process at the end of the day. No, definitely wise words. And so I heard uh, something about a wife. Is your wife in the spaces right now? She is. She is. I saw perceptions in there. That's a very specific last name. So hi. Hi, Jessica. Thanks for joining. You know, we we love family here at Blue Studios and in NFTs for good. So love to see it when family come in and support each other. Oh, yeah. She's been through the ringer with me, man. I told her, like, I can promise you a few things. One of them is an adventure. And um, it has been an adventure um, in, in many respects. But I'm just I'm thankful. Um, that's that's another thing as well. That balance piece. Um, I wish I would have learned that sooner um, because there have been so many times where I felt like I was working way more than I was just being present. But that kind of goes into the aspect of like how men are viewed. Um, men are generally viewed and validated based off of what they can produce. So if you're not producing anything, are you worth value? So in my mind, growing up around, you know, the men that I did, father's a drug dealer. My grandfather was a pimp. Like I understood that I needed to produce something in order to be loved as a kid. But as I grew up, I understood that for one, that's flawed, broken logic. And for two, humans are just warranted love because you exist, like you deserve love. And in response to that, I deserve to be present. I don't have to hustle, hustle, grind, grind. I can just be present. I can rest for a day and I cannot feel guilty about it as well. Like I deserve rest. I deserve love, just like everyone in the space does. Um, so that for those six days when I'm working, I am like laser focused. I'm like a bullet train because I feel invigorated. So that all comes from, you know, having proper home life balance and I'm still learning, but I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Oh man. I love it. And you have some bars. We might have to do a separate entire, you know, like lessons by Chris, sayings by Christopher. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> <Life> lessons. <laughs> no, this is amazing. Um, so I want to just let everybody know right now to start thinking through some questions that you would like to ask our guest um, regarding, you know, no code clarity or any of the the items that he's been um, talking about today. So if you're too shy to come up to the stage, make sure you can just DM me the question, and I will make sure to uh, bring it to the table. So start thinking through some things. Um, so I want to ask, um, you know, from a tech perspective, um, 
what are some of the challenges of building kind of no code solutions for the blockchain? Um, and then how have you been able to overcome some of those challenges? Oof, man, we're still in the uh, the weeds with certain aspects. Um, and this is part of the reason why certain things that we wanted to do are taking a little longer because we're really trying to play with what's possible. Um, so some of it is just how do we properly authenticate payloads and certain things dealing with wallet connections? How do we connect properly and verify certain things so that the user doesn't have to worry about that or the builder who's using no code doesn't have to worry about that? So any sort of no code platform, as I talked about earlier, they're building all of the coding components in the background, which means we don't have to just think from A to Z. We have to think from A to P, from A to M, from Z to Q. So it requires a lot more, a lot more thought, um, as well as a lot more like testing and testing and trying to break things. Because once you put something out into the wild, like it's going to have a life of its own. But when you're dealing with values such as cryptocurrency or such as digital collectibles like an NFT, the stakes are a little higher. Um, and we've seen in this bear market or build market, depending on how you see it, we've seen a lot of platforms and, and cryptocurrencies fall by the wayside because they didn't do that due diligence to ensure that certain things are, are solid. So um, we wanted to get to through our roadmap a little quicker. But the fact that we ran into these roadblocks, it allows for us to kind of take our time. And as we took our time, we're getting through certain things. And some of the people that we're consulting with um, and reaching out to outside of our own four walls, basically, of no code clarity, they've been kind of taken aback, like, wow, I never looked at the code this way or, or whatnot. So um, it's been very unique. Um, but Every day is a, a challenge. All we have to do is just maintain and get through it, and we're getting through it. So there's there's never an opportunity for us to say we've quit um, or we failed. There's just an opportunity to get to the goal in a different way, and we always get to that goal no matter how long it takes. Great. Yeah, and sometimes I think, um, you know, as a builder, you always want to hurry up and uh, finish out that roadmap as fast as possible, but... Like you said, sometimes those roadblocks help you think through really better solutions and make sure that the app is even and the solution is even better than ever. So uh, I think that's really great um, perspective and advice. Uh, so we have Antonio. I'm going to have you go up first and ask your question. Hey, thanks, Kelly. And um, hi, Chris. And uh, we got, I think you said uh, Jessica in the room. Hello to the wife. I know. Um, it's, it's always great to have a familial, um, family vibe in here. So it's, uh, it's great to have a family here. And, and Chris, I was laughing, um, a, a little bit because you're just dropping so much knowledge and it's very much appreciated, man. So, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Chris Perceptions volume one, um, the, the trials and tribulations of, um, uh, the journey of a founder. So, um, what you're saying is just um, amazing insight in in knowledge, accurate knowledge. So, so thanks for that. It's, this is very much needed and, and appreciated. So, 
Um, having said that, I know that, um, well, well, I personally feel that no cold tools are definitely leveling the playing field for, for um, people to build more solutions um, directly from people who actually experience the problem, um, the, the problem that they want to solve. And the fact that you're building for it is is great. So so kudos to that. And it's truly a win-win because, you know, as you touched on a little bit earlier, um, it can actually bring in more developers in the space because um, people who might not have um, experience coding can find it a lot easier to learn with drag-and-drop solutions. And they can start to understand software a little bit better and put out that um, MVP and, and kind of test the waters and kind of build from there. So, so this is all great stuff. Um, but, but my question is, um, I, I know that pricing is hard, right? And, and you're trying to make code clarity accessible and as affordable as possible. And you've given some excellent examples in how you're doing that and keep up the great work. So, um, I know you say you're introducing or you're using Bubble, and they have um, certain pricing levels, uh, but you also alluded to the fact that you're eventually building your own platform. And I was curious to know if you could talk a little bit about the pricing for that um, so that people can get started in building their own products um, through using your platform. So kind of get an idea of what the pricing might look like. Um, so yeah, that's my question. Thanks so much for for everything that you're doing. Man, um, wow. Thank you. Um, it's a really, really, really potent time of, of, uh, of wording that you had. So thank you very much, man. Um, I will address everything. So I guess this is a, a big alpha too. Um, I'm dropping two books this month. One is called uh, 100 Days of Bitcoin, and that deals with teaching people how to dollar cost average. It's like a workbook, and it's going to teach people how to properly research. So rather than giving people the information, it's going to frame questions that they're then going to seek out the answer for. So they're teaching themselves about Bitcoin. And the challenge is, can you dollar cost average while you're reading this book? So 100 days, maybe have $100. It's $1 a day into Bitcoin while you're learning Bitcoin. And then the other book is going to be called uh, Simply NFT. It's going to teach people about NFTs why they're important, how they can be used, and what chains that you can create NFTs on from Ethereum all the way down to Stacks. And fun fact, NFTs actually started on Bitcoin. So when you have an, uh, a Stacks NFT, it's almost like you're, you're bringing it back home. Um, so there's, there's the book plug right there. Um, from the standpoint of, of pricing, Bubble does have a subscription base and most of the, the no-code platforms, they have subscription-based um, business models. And then there are other verticals within that, but it all starts subscription-based with like a freemium access point. What we're doing is we're allowing builders who are interested or potential builders who have ideas who just, they need the tools. We're allowing them to play in the sandbox that they're familiar with. So if you've used Webflow, we're coming at you on Webflow. If you use Bubble, we're coming at you on Bubble, which ultimately is going to do two things. One, allow for people to become more comfortable with the brand and the company, especially since we're providing value for free. And with Bubble, it's really important. If we would have priced our plugin, you then would have had to, as a user, pay 
29 bucks a month, which isn't a lot, but it can add up, especially if you're just starting out and you're bootstrapping an idea that can be cumbersome. So the fact that the plugin is free, it allows for people to launch stack applications using no code for free. So that's the the value prop that we have for for people just as we're we're building the infrastructure, we're building the freeways because we know the cars are coming. And now once the freeways are built and the cars start coming, where what's the signage going to look like in this analogy? The signage is going to be our platform, that no-code clarity piece. And we plan on having a subscription-based model as well um, that is going to be affordable, potentially 30 bucks and under. Um, so we don't want to break the bank. We want to make things very accessible and easy for people because the market is there. Um, any investor can kind of crunch numbers and see, oh, well, bubble, they raised a hundred million dollars from people like Nas and all these other different sorts of famous celebs and really known funds. So there's definitely something to behold with the no code market. And there are not a lot of players from the standpoint of web three, no code technology. Um, so it allows for something that's going to swell to roughly $200 million by 2040, the no-code market in general, it allows for growth to be hyper-focused with anyone who's interested in Web3. And that's why our pricing is such. That's why, due to the support of the Stacks Foundation, as well as alpha number three, Filecoin. So we are very much so and by we, I mean me. <laughs> I'm very much so a Stacks person. My co-founder, he's interested in Solana. But at the end of the day, we understand that it's a multi-chain world and builders all across the ecosystems of Web3 should have access to proper tooling, even if that is no code. So Filecoin, they recently awarded us a $50,000 grant, and we are going to do decentralized storage plugins for no code. So that's that's something that we haven't shared until now. So yeah, we just want to get tools in the hands of uh, as many builders as possible. And um, that's ultimately why we're going about it this way. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Usually I ask for alpha at the end, but you've been giving it throughout the entire <laughs> entire interview, which I love. So thank you. Uh, Antonio, did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, no, that was perfect. I, I was just going to say, um, I'll be looking out for those two books and also for the volume one drop uh, of the mixtape of all the, the knowledge and, and everything that you've learned throughout your journey. Um, and thank you for sharing your personal experiences, too. So, yeah, you answered my question. And, and thank you, Kelly, for the opportunity, too. Awesome. Thank you, Antonio. So we're going to ask a, before I get go to Kilroy, I'm going to ask a question from Lawanda, who tweeted her question. Um, she said, are there any tutorials available for us to try now? Are there any boot camps that we can join to learn how to use the platform? Okay. Y'all are, y'all are really getting into the alpha. Okay. This is the last alpha. Um, but really quickly, shout out to the, uh, the homie Jake blockchain. Um, I see you just wanted to give a shout out. Um, I am on track. I'm not sure how long you, uh, you've been in, but I remember our interview and I said by end of summer NFT template plugin, that is on track. So I'll be sending you some DMs real soon once we're ready. Um, to answer the question regarding tutorials, 
we are finalizing a partnership with a school, like a college, to do a no-code hackathon, which is going to have educational components all across the board. And a lot of tutorials are in queue. Part of the reason why I'm kind of taking a social media sabbatical so we can plow through some of this work um, and have those tutorials up. So if you do go to nocodeclarity.com, we do have all of the information available. Um, and there is a YouTube link at the bottom. You click that, it'll take you right to where the current tutorials are. There is more coming. There is more being built. We're going to have video form. We're even going to have kind of short form, long form in the form of like blog postings and whatnot. Things are just moving really, really fast, which is a good thing. But we owe it to the community, to you all, to make sure that all of the, the things run succinctly. As we're releasing things, we want the tutorials to run succinctly. So um, all of that is coming. We do have some now that are available on our YouTube page. Great. Thank you again for the question, Lawanda. And now I will pass it on to Kilroy to come up and ask his question. Yeah. Uh, good day to you, Kelly. And uh, good day to you, uh, uh, CMPG <laughs> FB. I'm sorry. Uh, I uh, I didn't uh, catch the, 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 the name correctly. But uh, yeah, uh, you are such an inspiration for me, man. Uh, I tell you what, from your uh, from your personal background, everything it's an inspiration because uh, I can relate to that. And uh, yeah, and uh, going back to the topic uh, with uh, with uh, all these uh, uh, developments uh, coming along with uh, Bitcoin, because uh, for me right now, Bitcoin is the least uh, explored uh, uh, in terms of uh, dev culture because of the smart contracts uh, many have uh tried to uh, uh put smart contracts it into the chain but uh failed so uh with this uh 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 like zero knowledge uh code uh implemented by your company uh, i am really interested to uh avail of uh some teaching materials so uh uh in my case, uh, I'm I'm a real noob when it comes to uh, coding. Yeah, but uh, I I understand some. But when it when it comes to implementing the codes, uh, I'm totally a noob. Where do I start? And uh, looking forward to your books, man. Looking forward to it. Thank you. All good, man. Um, well, first and foremost, just starting is the hardest part. Like once you commit to it, just stick with it. Um, and that can be reading a blog post from Bubble or Googling how to get started with no code. Um, and I will, I won't sensationalize it. I will tell you the truth. Just because it's not coding, like hard coding where you're looking at terminals and whatnot, there is still a somewhat learning curve. Um, but it's something that is doable. Like if you can work with Canva, if you've used Instagram before as a user, you're just playing around like that, but you're thinking the logic of it isn't a relaxed logic. The logic of it is as a coder, as a programmer. So ultimately, as you use any sort of no-code platform, 
you're going to be training your mind how to think like a programmer, even though you're not programming, even though it is visual. Um, so I know for Bubble, for example, and even for Webflow, I believe they have academies where you can learn for free. You just have to read about it. There are certain cohorts and things where you can like pay to learn. Um, but just as you're getting started, just YouTube, man, YouTube University never fails. So definitely try that and know that with NoCo Clarity, we do have some tutorials in queue. As announced, we do have that hackathon coming with a, a college that we can't name just yet. Um, but we plan on having certain things streamed and available so that it lives on beyond the, the site event. And who knows, we might make it an NFT. So you can learn how to code from an NFT. Thank you so much. And uh, looking forward to uh, to uh, to uh, your tutorials and uh, maybe subscribing to it for 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 a long term. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. I appreciate the long term piece as well. And um, this is this is something that I will say publicly. Um, I'm in it for the long term. So um, my, my passion and my co-founder's passion is we really want to innovate in the space and we want to create opportunity for everyone. So this is truly my life's work. I don't plan on switching industries. Like this is it for me. Um, from now until the day that I die, I'm building in Web3 for the sake of trying to help bring about mass adoption, educating people, empowering people with tools that can enhance development. That's that's what I'm in it for. So whether it's no code, whether it's aiding within the Stacks community, I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, keep on inspiring, man. Keep on inspiring. Thank you very much. Awesome. Awesome. And we have another question um, from Hollow Web 3. Um, number one, Hollow Web 3 appreciates that you're a builder in bare seasons. <laughs> um, but hey, the Hollow Web 3 asks, how can we check for safety um, for the code that's built in the no code solution um so any audit that you can share with us yeah yeah of course i love that don't trust verify um all of the things that we're building they live in repos on github so if you search up no code clarity you're gonna see either the actual company or the cto's code available um so you can review that i will say this though some of the code is gonna look odd because it's been framed for no code frameworks um and it reads a little different but once you kind of get used to it you'll be able to see but absolutely we welcome all of that building in web3 as kelly talked about building in public got to be transparent um so all of that's available awesome thank you so much for the question um so if anybody has any other questions just let me know um of course i have more um, I always love to ask this question of anybody who's building in the space. So a lot of people want to work in or start something in Web3, uh, but they don't believe that they have any relevant skills. Um, what would you say to them? For one, stop lying to yourself. These companies need you in a real way. Web2 versus Web3, the only difference is a number. Like they still need CPAs, they still need search engine optimization, they still need marketing, they still need brand ambassadors, they still need influencers. They're just companies 
that are building on top of decentralized protocols. And I'll take it a step further to say, ultimately, from a, a systematic view, what is the difference between Web 1, Web 2, and Web 3? It's just different protocols, platforms, and applications. That's it. In Web 3, the protocols are decentralized blockchains. The platforms can vary. It could be no-code clarity. It could be Blue Studios. It could be the platform that can vary. And then the applications are the outputs. Maybe it's a dApp. Maybe it's a wallet. Maybe it's an NFT. All of those things involve people power. Um, the people make the protocol. That's one thing that um, my buddy Hill Harper told me. The people make the protocol. Uniswap would just be Uniswap, and that would be it if no one traded on it. But the fact that people, they're putting time and putting value into it, now it's this multi-billion dollar protocol that's in the, the scope of the U.S. and other governments. If you're building something and it's not successful, no one cares. But the moment that it is successful, now everyone cares. And there's laws and regulations and eggshells. And also in the midst of that, jobs, because people need people to help go through some of the weeds with um, and clear out some of this. So whether you're technical or non-technical, there's a place for you in Web3. If anyone is telling you different, they're lying to you. Thank you so much for that advice. And we have Mr. Wagney, who has a question. Hey there. I just wanted to give a shout out to Chris. Uh, I've uh, been watching for six months or a year or so, and he bears fruit. So I uh, just wanted to send him some phrases. Uh, you know, I work in the, the Web2 space right now uh, in a very similar capacity, and I've been in tech for like 15 years or so. and. Uh, just recently started uh, getting into the, the engineering side of things, and uh, I'm excited to see what's to come and can't wait to get my uh, fingertips around everything. So thank you, Chris, for what you're doing. I appreciate it a ton. Man, thank you for the, the love, the support, the DMs. Thank you, friend. Thank you very much. And I appreciate you for uh, tuning in, even from your hike. I saw the picture. That's, that's wild. Um, I'm super appreciative of your support, man. No problem. Thank you. Yep. Got to get out and connect with nature. So. <laughs> All good, yeah, bro. Definitely jealous of that view. It looks amazing. <laughs> All right. And so um, would also love to get your insight, um, Christopher, on, you know, where do you see the broader role of crypto, NFTs, Web3, DeFi, all the, all the names we call uh, the things that we do and their impact? You know, where would you like to see this space go? Well, I think that there's a catch-22 to going along the mass adoption route. Like, we're, we're headed there like a rocket ship. It's just a matter of time, ultimately. Um, and there are going to be some, some trade-offs with that. Yes, people are going to use blockchain in their everyday capacity. Anything that's IoT, blockchain. Anything that has the word smart in front of it, blockchain. Um, and we see that happening even now with Solana trying with their phone. Um, when they start doing smart TVs and whatnot, and they integrate blockchain and mesh networks so that you don't necessarily have to connect to the internet. Uh, Nikola Tesla probably roll over in his grave. It's like, I was trying to do that, but they killed me and blackballed me. But that's a longer story. Um, I think that ultimately it's going to be a world where DAOs are like the new co-ops, 
NFTs, they're going to be everywhere from the standpoint of driver's licenses to um, verifying identity regarding medical records. I think it's going to go there. Um, And then from the standpoint of crypto in general, it's a multi-chain world. Um, Since people have free will, people are going to be able to you know, choose what they want. If they want a Dogecoin or a Shiba Inu, that's them. That's not my particular preference, nor would I ever advise anyone to go that way. But, you know, people can choose what they want. And there are going to be these micro communities that are building in silo. Um, and they may have commerce exchanges utilizing their choice cryptos. But I believe that there are going to be a few that are going to be globally accessible. People are globally going to build on them. And that's really going to be it. I know that Bitcoin, Stacks, Ethereum, those are the three that ring out to me in that regard. Perhaps Solana, they have a lot of money behind them and they're going through a lot right now. Um, but maybe they'll they'll get out of some of the growing pains and maybe Solana will be a part of that number. Um, Chainlink, perhaps. There's a lot of opportunity, but by and large, we're going to be surrounded by blockchains in general. Um, municipalities, shout out to City Coins. Municipalities are going to leverage blockchains in, in various regards. Um, we're truly living in the future. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, my wife and my two children and I, we live in North Carolina. We decided to drive down to Miami for Bitcoin Unleashed and for Bitcoin 2022. We rented a Tesla wanted to get the experience of what an EV road trip could look like. And then we drove back and that was that. My daughter kept that experience with her so tightly. She looked at her little tyke's car and was like, daddy, I have to charge my car. And it just blew my mind because that one experience with an EV stuck with her. And it hit me that the future that we thought that we would be living in is their present it's the next generation's present. So they're not going to know anything but a decentralized application. They're not going to know anything but how to create family trust, leveraging blockchain, or creating a DAO to invest in real estate. That's going to be their normal. We're the ones that are working through the logistics of how to play nice with law, even though the world is truly without borders now because of decentralized technologies. so I'm excited to to live and see how my grandkids interact in this space. That's the the piece that's really going to surprise me. Amazing, love love that perspective. And one um, of just uh, kind of wrap things up by ending, and which I always love to do is end with an ask. So, what is the best way for the audience to support you? Whew, um, man, just you all being here. Honestly, just I'm scrolling down and I'm seeing all the icons and, and whatnot. This is this is love. I'm appreciative of your time because um, that's something that I can't give back to you. So the fact that you're you're here, that's valuable to me. Um, and that gives me more um, energy to continue to build and do things proper. Um, and along with my co-founder, we're, we're really excited to give you all some amazing tools that's going to either help you build or someone that you know build. Um, just follow us, stay in touch, shoot us an email, um, visit nocodeclarity.com. If you have a bubble account, we have some plugins live and available. Uh, we're going to be bridging over to Webflow very, very soon. 
and then our roadmap is going to continue on. So just follow the journey. That's uh, that's really it. Awesome. So you guys hear that? Um, just continue to support. If you have questions, um, Chris is always here, except for during this month. I know you're on a social media <laughs> um, detox for the next month. But after that, definitely head him up. Learn as much as you can about No Code Clarity. He's such a great um such a great uh, person to um, connect with in this space. He's so knowledgeable and uh, we're really excited for you to continue to, to keep building in the space. It's an honor. Um, I feel like I was born to, to build in this time. If I was born in any other time, it'd be whack. Even though I like the Harlem Renaissance era, that's super fly to me. I love the music. I love all the stuff that came out of that. But I feel like I was born for such a time as this to be able to build in this space because a lot of a lot of the stuff that we're building <clears throat> we're we're not going to be able to really see the critical mass of it until later so it's it's almost selfless to build in web3 and to contribute to hold cryptocurrency every aspect in the ecosystem is really important and it's it's selfless in the sense of we don't know what tomorrow holds we don't know if they're going to try and do what they did with gold and say, hey, you got X amount of time before you have to hand in your cold storage for inventory. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. These are really unprecedented, uncertain times. So anyone that's in Web3, whether you're interested, whether you're building, whether you're holding, like, you're you're almost like a revolutionary in a real way. Um, so it gives builders such as myself and Kelly um potential soon to be builders like Mr. Wagme um it gives us fuel just to keep going honestly so i'm i'm appreciative of you all's time thank you and thanks for everybody for tuning in as well um so for those who um tuned in today um make sure right now that you take a screenshot of you guys being here so take a moment to take a screenshot of you attending the space. And what you'll do is um, DM us and um, go ahead and DM Blue Studios Labs, which is in this space right now. Um, it's a little um, gear with a little Saturn kind of ring around it. And make sure to DM us and uh, let us know that you attended uh, so that you can uh, get the directions for um, getting a $50 Unstoppable Domains NFT domain credit. So again, like uh, Christopher said, hey, we can't, we appreciate your time and energy and being here today. Um, and so we just want to show our appreciation for you coming in and stopping by in the spaces. So really appreciate it. Make sure to send the screenshot. Otherwise, you know, I can't remember everybody who's been here. So... <laughs> Make sure to screenshot and send it over. Um, so thanks so much to Christopher, um, who's building No Code Clarity, um, and which he is building on the uh, Stacks platform. And he has tons of cool stuff on his roadmap. I've also posted um, their roadmap above, so you can check out what they have coming up next. And I really appreciate everybody for tuning in to NFTs for Good. Again, we're a weekly Twitter spaces that's all about highlighting the builders and founders in the NFT and Web3 space. We do this at least once every week, and you can check out the schedule on our website at www.bluestudios.io. 
backslash NFTs dash for dash good. Also, we have our past episodes on all of the major podcasting platforms. So just search for NFTs for good on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And again, um, want to um, make sure that I thank Christopher for coming in. Thank you for the time and energy that you spend um, building in this space. Thank you for sharing your story and being so open about it. And, and it just serves as such an inspiration for all of us who tuned in today. It's an honor. It's an honor. Thank you for what you're doing. All the things that you're continuing to push the bar on. I love seeing when Blue Studios pops up on my timeline. I love seeing all the things that you're building. Um, I think we have to continue as we're building to just kind of pause and give flowers where flowers are due. And you've been innovating, you've been building, and it's just amazing to see all of the things that are coming. It's amazing to know that you are, are venture backed, um, went through the accelerator, like all of the things that as we're working and, and doing, it's almost like check marks. But looking back, there are so many people that wish they were in your position building and doing and supported and people watching and joining and learning with you. So um, just salute to you and your team. Very, very, very honored to know you. Thank you so much. Um, we have an amazing team. And like you said, it's definitely an honor to be able to build in this space in this time right now. Um, I think a lot of folks will look back on it and be like, wow, I wish I would have been there at the beginning of this movement. <laughs> and all of us get to be right here and we get to sit and, and participate and witness it. So um, really appreciate you. And again, make sure to DM Blue Studios Labs after the show. Make sure to screenshot that you are here. Otherwise, I won't know that you were here. <laughs> and um, hopefully you guys will, will see you next week. We have some really cool guests. Um, we'll be talking about um, Web3 um, loyalty programs um, from the CEO and co-founder of taco.xyz. So we'll talk about Web3 loyalty or Web3 powered loyalty programs. Um, after that, we also have um, women in, in fitness, which is a new NFT project and movement um, started by a group of um, fitness uh, coaches, personal trainers, nutritionists, et cetera, who are fully docs. Um, and they'll be talking about um, kind of the community they're building around healthy habits. Um, so I'm really excited for those upcoming uh, shows and hope to see everybody really soon. And, and say hi if you see us on Twitter. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great evening or morning, wherever you might be. <laughs>